Kinka and Quinka, Yorobun, Anyonghaseyo. This is Rome or Hando Jun, your Kinka Chingu, Kinka classmate, and the host of Kinka Podcast, where every week or where where every time we have a new episode, we celebrate the marriage of K drama, Korean culture, and language learning. Yes, I know it's been more than a month since the last episode, and I feel kind of embarrassed that whenever I. I. I begin recording this podcast. I always say something about me not being able to release an episode for quite a while, and that's um, that's one of my shortcomings in the past few months, I guess. And I, I hope that you understand because I've been busy, as I have been explaining in the past episodes. But yeah, here I am. Today, um, well, tonight, and I'm recording this episode, and it's long over overdue, and right now it's actually eight forty four p.m. on a Monday, and I'm planning to release this episode tomorrow morning if I'm able to finish it and maybe do some um, episode art later tonight. And actually, I am really busy. Um, when I'm young, uh, well, work and school and other creative things that I've been doing. Um, yeah, maybe I'd catch you up, um, in a bit. But first, what to expect in this episode? Um, yeah, for today's episode, I'm going to talk about the K drama called "Decision to Leave" by. Uh, it was directed by. Park Chanuk, um, an award-winning uh, writer and director. Yeah, and the Korean title of this Korean movie is Heojil Kyolshim. And yes, um, the English title is the exact translation of the Korean title Heojil Kyolshim, or decision to leave. And yeah, as promised. I mean, I promise I'm going to talk about Korean movies, right? So, this is one of the movies that I've watched. So I'll talk about this movie, and then yeah. But before that, maybe I'll catch you up on what I've been doing in the past few weeks and few months, and then for the language part, um, uh, I have not prepared any topic to talk about today. But let's see where we. Get to. I- I'll talk about something related to language learning, but probably not very specific to Korean. Later on, I'll figure out. I'll figure that out later. <laughs> and yes, and also yeah. So that's what to expect in today's episode. So first, um, I'll catch you up with my life for a bit, and then I'll talk about the Korean movie Heojil Kyoshim. And lastly, let's talk about language learning for a bit, like. Generic language learning stuff, not very specific to Korean. At least for this episode, I'll I'll get back to you and be hard on. I mean, be more strict on talking about the Korean language in the next episodes. Yeah, that's a promise that yeah I, I wish to fulfill. <laughs> yes, I I will I, I will definitely do that. Okay. All right. So yeah, about me and about the things that have been going through. In the past episodes, um, I don't even remember the ah uh, yeah the last episode that I've released was an episode about the K drama. What's that? Uh, 
oh my goodness uh our blues okay so th that was it and then i released it i think a few weeks or yeah a few days after i moved to a new apartment wherein i'm not living with my family members anymore so i'm living solo and so a lot of uh the time that i used to have when i was living with them like i, I don't have to prepare for food i mean i don't have to prepare food i don't have to um do a lot of things but right now since i'm living alone independently sort of then yeah s some of the free time that i used to have i no longer have them and since the restrictions due to the pandemic has loosened up in the past few months actually um then i kind of sort of uh started having a social life so i've been going places meeting new people and stuff so that's why i i couldn't really have the same amount of time that i would put into recording podcast episodes and yeah i that is really a shortcoming from my end and i promise you that i'll make it up to you and go back to a more regular programming when it comes to recording podcast episodes because i really value the time that you've spent listening to the podcast episodes at least in the past two years yeah i guess i've been doing this for about two years or is it turning three yeah i think two years at least for this podcast so yeah um i really appreciate you all and in return for you subscribing and following this podcast wherever you're listening to it may it be spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, or wherever um yeah the dedication my dedication moving forward is for me to get back to a more regular programming so that you'll hear from me more often moving forward yes uh as of now uh, while i'm actually recording this i actually have to talk with a friend from hong kong in maybe nine uh 10 minutes 11 minutes um yeah uh this is a friend from hong kong and we haven't talked in almost a year now but we usually catch up with each other whenever possible and we talk about life in general and i haven't talked to him since october last year and now it's october so i guess we're gonna talk after a year and so maybe just maybe um i might have to like pause in the middle of recording this episode so that i could call and talk to him for i'm not sure maybe an hour or so and then get back to recording pick up from whatever i mean pick up where i left off and yeah finish the episode so if there's a weird cut later on you know where i mean you know why you know the reason why it exists anyway so the k k movie decision to leave is a 2002 um korean uh romantic mystery film yeah that's what wikipedia says it's a romantic mystery film and i kind of agree yeah it's somehow romantic somehow mysterious but um it's a little bit uh should i say that word it's a little bit traumatic <laughs> like well i didn't get traumatized but i guess if i w were um like 
if I were one of the characters in the story, um, should I tell you who that character is? Uh, okay, yeah, maybe I should. If, uh, yeah, spoiler alert. So, if you don't want spoilers, just pause for now and then watch the movie for yourself. I'm not sure if it's still out in cinemas, but I watched it in the cinema, uh, two weeks ago with a friend. Um, yeah, he invited me to watch the movie. And this friend is actually a writer. Um, he has written uh, uh, movies uh, or like translated uh, playwright into movies. And yeah, he's a really talented person. And um, we did uh, improv theater together. And that's how I got to know him. And then when he invited me to watch this, this, sorry, when he invited me to watch this um, Korean movie, of course, I obliged because, yeah, it's it's um, an addition to the content that I could do, you know, like it's a Korean movie, so I, I can put it on my podcast, and so I obliged, and so we watched it together, and then we kind of discussed about what we saw in the movie afterwards, and yeah, anyway, so talking about this K movie again, um, I said it's kind of traumatic, and it's. Yeah, I, I thought it's kind of traumatic for the lead guy. For what's his name? Uh, he's the detective. He is Detective Hejun. And the, the actor is Park Hae-il. It's the first time for me to see him in a Korean movie or a Korean drama even. I have not once seen him, but uh, looking at his wikipedia page it appears like he has done theater um but also a lot of uh, not a lot of tv series but quite a number of films um yeah maybe it's just i I wasn't uh i wasn't watching a lot of korean movies in the past so yeah it's very unlikely for me to have seen him in any of his past movies but yeah, so it's dramatic for him. Why is that? Uh, let me just say that the ending of this Korean movie is not so nice. And by not so nice, I don't mean the story is not so nice or how it was executed is not so nice. That's not what I meant mean at all. What I mean is if you were to live in that world and you were that detective then your life is going to be like turned upside down at the end of this movie and i cannot fathom what happens next because yeah after that traumatic thing and he hasn't even figured out what happened but when he figures that out i'm imagining that he's really gonna be traumatized and like yeah i i kind of I kind of hated the lead girl, I mean, at least the character in the story, for that thing that she did at the end of the movie. But then the title of this movie is Heoju Kyoshim, The Decision to Leave. And for me, I feel like I have to watch the movie again to understand the process of her thinking. Like, how did she get to that final decision of 
leaving the way that she did. Okay, um, I, I don't want to spoil too much about the story, but um, just tell just by telling you that it's romantic and it's a mystery film, and of course there's detective, there's murder, and it's not the usual Korean drama or Korean movie that we watch. That and actually, even the fact that it's um mystery murder stuff and romantic stuff. That mix is, <laughs> I guess that mix is quite unusual. I mean, we've seen. Uh, I I talked about uh, when the camellia blooms before, and for that it, there's romance and there's also mystery and murder stuff. But it, the trajectory of that story, was still so light as compared to this one. Decision to leave is a dark. Dark. It's a dark movie, <laughs> um, and it's not something that I would recommend people to watch if they have uh, trouble uh, dealing with death of of people in general. I mean, of course, people are okay with maybe most people are okay with watching crime movies, but. Okay, so let me just tell you the word, or maybe not. I- I'm not sure. This is crazy. Um, yeah, trigger warning. Uh, this movie has uh themes of suicide. Okay, so there I said the word. Um, and yeah, I, I hope that by saying the word suicide, it it doesn't trigger you because if it did, um, I'm not sure if. It's gonna be my fault or something, but yeah. So it's a somehow sensitive topic to talk about for most people, especially if um, people lost their loved ones to it or something. But anyway, so yeah, that's the that's one of the reasons why I think the story is quite traumatic, at least for one of the characters in the story. Um, but um, setting that aside, it's actually a really beautifully executed film, and I would just like to say that at the beginning of the film, it was quite uh theatrical in a way, because there were scenes that were executed in ways that you wouldn't normally um show in movies. Like um, there was this scene um, of the detective spying on the lead girl, <laughs> the lead character Sore, who was played by Tang Wei, and she's Chinese, by the way. Um, she's uh Chinese, but then she actually has Korean blood, but she didn't speak uh Korean fluently because. She um, oh, wait. I I kind of forgot the backstory, but she was kind of um maybe thrown into ah, uh, is it correct, or is she pure Chinese in the story? Ah, uh, to um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm I'm kind of not remembering things right, but anyway, she's um in terms of the language, she she doesn't speak Korean well. So, but she has. Korean roots in the story, like 
maybe the emperor and stuff, something like that. But she grew in China and then she went back to Korea. Um, like later on, before she married her husband, her husband, which, um, which, her husband who died, and she was considered suspect. So the the detective was investigating her. And yeah, um, oh, there's a point that I wanted to say about language. Um, yeah, about her speaking Korean. Um, it, it was noticeable that she's not a native Korean because of the way she sp- spoke in the film. And, well, that's a given. And that's also part of her character, not being able to speak Korean very fluently. And she even admitted, I mean, in the story, she even admitted that her Korean vocabulary was quite limited. And so if you were going to watch this film, there's there were some scenes wherein the detective would explain to her the meaning of some words that might be quite basic if i mean quite easy for us if we've learned intermediate to advanced korean but for her she didn't because she didn't have formal korean education in the story but rather she had had just assimilated the language by conversing with um, people, especially maybe the family of her husband and stuff. But yeah, so some of the words were, I mean, had to be explained to her for to understand them. And yeah, um, w- what else? Um, but actually, uh, w- when I first saw this film, well, I only saw it one time. But when I w- was watching this film, I-, I thought she was a native and she was just acting as if she didn't know Korean that fluently <laughs> but then I was mistaken and found out that she's actually um Chinese and yeah her acting was incredible and it's my first time seeing a Chinese actress perform in a Korean movie and that is just so awesome and let me just tell you that sometime um that there was a time when I dreamt of me um acting in a korean film as well but i i haven't gotten there yet um but who knows maybe in the future um i'm i'm still young i mean 29 it's not so old but yeah i'm still young and maybe in the future i could you know if i push forward and do some more acting stint aside from um improv and theater and stuff maybe i'd be able to you know, act in a Korean film, and that would be so nice. Um, just a dream that I'm sharing with you guys. And uh, you know, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but so again, where am I now? Uh, yeah. So the story was theatrically done. Um, and I was saying this. Uh, because when the detective was investigating her and like taking a look, a close look at her. There were times when the detective would appear as if he were in the same room as Sore. And that was quite absurd for me in the beginning because I thought, uh, w- what's going on? Why is he inside that room? Isn't he supposed to be outside just, you know, observing and stuff from afar? And it, I think it was a device to show that he was getting too close to her and getting to know her too much 
to the point where he kind of um fell in love with her and yeah he did and she also did and there was a very nice line uh that sorry said Sora said somewhere towards the end of the film she said something like when you confess your love that's the time your love ended but that was also the time my love for you started um that uh that um struck me differently uh not that i'm in love right now or whatnot but yeah I- i'm just saying it struck me differently because it's a a confession of love which the guy said when it ended but that was also the beginning of the fire of love of the lady of of sore so yeah um please excuse me if um my language right now is not that good i mean i i haven't really talked on a microphone in a while and i feel like my speaking skills have deteriorated ever since so i i have to do this more often otherwise i keep feeling like my my mouth doesn't work its way anymore and i'm pronouncing words wrong even my english is becoming crazy even my filipino actually sucks these days because I, i haven't spoken a lot and so i definitely should get back to podcasting more regularly and yeah um there's also another uh device that i wanted to talk about in this korean movie and that is the use of the use of apple watch well uh yeah i think it's apple watch or not yeah i think yeah it was it was apple watch um i'm not sure if it's a sponsor <laughs> for this movie but uh the use of apple watch was very apparent in this in the, oh, sorry um air from my tummy <laughs> uh the use of apple watch in this k-drama was so instrumental to um the investigation somehow uh like the detective would use it to record um his notes and I guess that's something that good. I mean, if if you have an Apple Watch or whatever watch that you can use to record if your watch has a microphone and you can use that to record. It, it's nice. I mean, you can use that for language learning as well and or just, you know, just to uh dump your thoughts or dump your stream of thoughts whenever you have to because it's a good thing to do like how i do with how i did in my previous podcast like i i just talk over the phone uh, the phone my microphone and talk about things so that um i'm able to process my thoughts about things and at the same time articulate things that i might have never articulated before and uh, yeah so the use of apple watch or just let's just say watch um a smart watch These of a smartwatch was very instrumental in the film in that way and later on the sore also used it in recording her notes observing the detective and aside from that yeah the apple uh <laughs> I keep saying apple watch the smartwatch was also um important 
uh, with regards to the discovery about something related to one of the crimes that were committed in this movie. So, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Um, what else? Uh, I actually have not watched in mind right now, and my friend is still not sending me a message. I I guess he's still on his way home. So we still have time, and I might be able to wrap this up in maybe just a few more minutes. But yeah. So what else? Uh, I talked about me. <laughs> I talked about this Korean movie. Um, yeah, I I recommend this movie for any Korean movie enthusiast, as long as you are not to be triggered by those themes. So. I hope that if you watch this movie, you have the right mind mindset um, to not get triggered or anything, because of course, whatever we do, our mental health is very important. And so, uh, I I mean, it's a movie, so it's supposed to be entertaining in a way or enlightening in a way. And if it doesn't give you that, then It might not be the best for you to take on. I mean, it might be better to skip it if it doesn't give you entertainment or enlightenment or whatnot, or if you don't get to appreciate it as an art. Because for me, um, whatever for for me, whatever the theme of a movie or a drama is, I'm okay. Because I do ha- uh, I do believe that um, art imitates life. So. Whether or not it's something, I mean, it's a theme that's appetizing for me or not. As long as it somehow is a depiction of reality, then I'm okay with it. And but yeah, sometimes the themes are not so appetizing and might trigger some negative emotions. And if that's the case for you, and yeah, maybe you'd like to avoid it. But for for me, I'm I'm cool with these things. I take it very stoically. <laughs> Is that a word? Like yeah, because I've been doing stoicism stuff in the past uh two years now, and yeah. Anyway, about language learning. So yeah, I moved to this apartment over a month ago, and ever since I moved here, I couldn't really watch a K drama. Like literally, I haven't seen any K drama ever since I moved here, except for that Korean, except for this Korean movie which I watch in the cinema, and so the point that I want to talk about with regards to language learning is that you have to put it on your calendar. Like if you don't put it on your calendar, if you don't put it on your um daily task, then you would. Miss it. You won't be able to do it. Like it, it would become something like uh, the least of your priorities if you don't put it on your calendar. And I, I guess that's the lesson that I had to learn the hard way um, this month. Because uh, uh, if you know me, I've always um, put language learning in my calendar. Like I, I do language learning every single day. I spend at least. 30 minutes to an hour related to language learning daily. Ever since I started learning Korean, like I I would watch a K drama and count that towards 
uh, language learning or I would read a book count that towards language learning or I would listen to a podcast episode um, maybe it's a, a purely uh, Korean podcast or maybe I'll listen to a Korean talk show or a Korean interview and I would count that to language learning and so yeah when I moved here and I didn't now put it on my calendar I somehow um stop uh I somehow stopped listening to I mean ha my brain is so fuzzy right now I when I didn't put it on my calendar then I stopped doing language learning totally although nowadays I'm kind of back at it again cuz um I think a few weeks ago I started following uh, these Instagram users who talk about, uh, I mean, who share uh, different kinds of things. Um, there's this one Instagram user that shares uh, like a comic strip of two lovely creatures and they're talking. It's mostly about uh, their relationship with each other. And, and since it's a comic strip, yeah, it's like a comic strip, it's uh, easily digestible so it's like I'm reading very short comic strips in Korean like daily whenever I get to see that on my feed and then now there's another guy that I follow on Instagram and he's actually an author and he shares uh, I think snippets of his books and or maybe like uh, a collection of short essays and those are really good to read in a way because as a millennial i relate to a lot of the things that he is saying and yeah it's also in uh in korean so yeah somehow i'm getting back to uh consuming korean content daily and yeah moving forward i have to put language learning back to my calendar i guess i got to at ease because i already got level five um in the past i mean in the in this year's topic exam but uh now i'm reminded that next year i am actually going to take the exam again and my target is level six and if i don't do anything about how i'm spending my time right now then maybe level six is going to be a little bit farther from where i am right now so to push forward yeah i'm gonna put it back to my calendar and I hope that you do the same thing if, I mean, whatever your target is and whatever language you're learning, then, yeah, just make sure to put it on your calendar. And, yeah, uh, I feel sorry for not having something specific in Korean today. And I also didn't talk about, I mean, I also didn't talk a lot in Korean today. Uh, I know I promise I would, but... <laughs> um, I, I will, I will. Um, as I get back to my regular programming, I will definitely, and I will make sure that I do, that I will speak more Korean in this podcast. Ne, okay. Um, okay. I, I guess that's it. I have recorded a three-minute episode, and so. I, I guess that's good enough for an episode because <laughs> you'll hear from me again soon. I hope in a week or two, you'll hear from me again soon. And yeah, that's 
it. Thank you very much for listening. If if you reach this point, that's so um kind of you. And 네 오늘은 여기까지 할 거예요. And 네 여기까지 들어주셔서 정말 감사합니다. 다음에 꼭 봐요. 안녕히 계세요. Bye bye. Bye. Legit. Bye. <laughs>